All right, so picture this. You're not exactly a runner, but one of your best friends goes out and runs a marathon, and then he challenges you to beat his time. (laughs) Knowing that you're not a runner, you are, however, competitive, and you feel that you can't let this challenge go unmatched. So what you do is you secretly train and not tell anyone about it. (laughs) You're secretly training on your own to run a marathon and win this challenge. So what you do is you put all this time and effort into training and the night of you take a picture of your bib and you take a picture of the marathon that you are about to crush (laughs) and you send it to your group of friends who this challenge was presented to along with the original person, your good friend, that put the challenge out there. They have no idea what's going on because you haven't told anyone about your training. So what happens is, is you start out great. You're feeling fantastic. And it carries on to a better and better time. When you know you're going to beat your friend's time, you send a picture to your group of friends of exactly what's going on and how far ahead of the time you are. So everyone is talking within this group chat. And Brian is actually texting while he is running to his friends showing them exactly what time he is at and they all know that you're not only gonna beat the challenge but you're gonna crush it which is probably the best part of it this is how brian's story began with a simple challenge and then it grew to a passion and his competitive edge where he where he continues to push forward and set new goals and break new records and that's what this show is all about this is drew and you're listening to the Transformations Through Running Podcast. Before we get into the show, just a quick word from Complete Truth Protein. This is a protein supplement that we designed ourselves at True Form. To be honest with you, as I was traveling the world as a professional athlete, I started to do research on my own and pay attention to the foods that I was putting in my body. And I started to read the ingredients on the protein containers that I was consuming personally because I didn't feel like they were doing what they were saying they're supposed to do. And I couldn't believe the ingredients that they were putting or they were allowed to put in my body, I suppose. So Complete Truth Protein has been years of research. It's been reading ingredients, paying attention to what types of foods we put into our body, what types of ingredients and can help us perform at an optimal level. This is a plant-based protein supplement. And we feel that this is the best way to go to see optimal results, especially when it comes to endurance athletes. So we're actually super excited to be releasing a brand new flavor of Complete Truth Protein. The flavor is a secret for now, (laughs) but it's a good chance you're listening to this at a later date. So you can find out more details and likely the flavor we are releasing on our website, trueformlife.com. It's just under the products tab. But if you have any questions, if you have any interest, if this is something that you would like to try, let us know. We could hook you up with a sample or we could get you get a bag in your hands as well. So with our new product, it's going to be more versatile than any of the other products we have. This is meant to be put in with milk or water and shake it basically shake it and take it and go we have experimented and used it in a heated way so you can actually have it warm with warm milk in the morning if that's something you're interested to get nutrition in your body you can also have it in the evening as well but just definitely you can toss it in smoothies you can have it in cold milk but i think it's super cool that we have a new flavor and a new way to use complete truth protein whether that be in coffee if you can imagine that's right some of our pre-launch customers 
have used it in coffee and absolutely love it or warm milk or in a smoothie whatever suits your fancy to get nutrition into your body which is our main goal here because as we know and as we believe at true form food heals food prevents and food cures so without that we are missing the essence of life check us out at trueformlife.com All right, welcome to another edition of Transformations Through Running Podcast. Super excited to have another guest here with us. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. We're excited to have you on the show. And I'm interested for you to share this story of how you got running with our audience here. I think it's a great way to get things rocking. I do want to ask if you could resonate with our audience here for a moment and let them know who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into some more details. Sure. Yeah, so my name is Brian. I live in Torrance in the South Bay. I'm uh, not originally from California. I grew up in uh, the suburbs of Chicago, and so we're called Schomburg, uh, but moved out to the South Bay after graduating uh, from college. Uh, thought it was a good time to just uh, take a chance and move across the country. Um, I live here now with my wife and dog. Uh, my wife's name is Kelly, Dog Zoe, um, and I'm currently... Uh, a cybersecurity engineer, and I'm actually going to be starting a new job at a, a small tech startup in El Segundo. So excited about that. Wow. So, okay, let's take a step back here. Why did you move from Chicago? Well, I didn't want to do the long-distance dating with the, my, uh, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, so I followed her out here, and we both actually happened to get hired by the same company, uh, Raytheon. Uh, but... Uh, I've since moved on. She's still there, but uh, um, yeah, I didn't want to do the long distance, and I guess it ended up working out. We got married uh, a little over three years ago. So, okay, so you guys are still together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was definitely worth it. Worth the move. <laughs> I thought you said that you moved on, and, and then I thought you married someone else. So I was like, <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Have you been to the South Bay before that? Uh, no, I had only really been to flying through LAX, uh, but I'd never been to like Hermosa or Redondo or any of the beach cities. Okay. And do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy the lifestyle here? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we just bought a house in Torrance last year, so uh, we have no plans in moving back to uh, the cold Midwest. <laughs> I heard last year Chicago was freezing. Yeah, it, the the nickname Chiberia is a real thing there. <laughs> so are you, I guess you're not missing the Chicago winters. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. My well, blood is definitely thin since coming out here. <laughs> well, I'm originally from Canada. I'm not sure you knew that, but I am not a winter person, which is probably why many people move to the South Bay, but... I am not looking, I don't look forward to winter or anything cold ever. So this is a pretty good place for me. Yeah, for sure. You can't beat it. I know. It's mid-November. We're working out outside. It's actually, it's hot out. And I think yeah. that it, maybe that might be a bit different is it, or a bit warmer than usual. But um, it's so nice to be able to live and be active and enjoy weather and being outside as opposed to, our winters, both of our winters, where no one even wants to go outside. Yeah, 100%. So you got you got into running here. I also wanted to ask you about, so you're, it's pretty exciting for you. You're going to, are you going to leave your job or are you going to keep working on your job and be involved with the startup? Uh, I'm 
taking a new position at the startup, so I'm leaving my current job. Um, they've been around since 2014, though, so they're not they're they're not in their infant stages anymore. I'd say they're pretty developed. So okay, they're a bit more secure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Though, good for you. Now you have an interesting story of how you got into running. Can you take take us through that story? Yeah, for sure. So it all goes back to I'd say I mean my best my best friend growing up and he was the best man in our wedding uh we've always been competitive with each other we were in the same fraternity in college and stuff and one of the things we had was a kind of challenge uh race a one mile challenge race that i i wasn't uh i hated running he wasn't too much into running but just because they pitted us against each other competition took over and he ended up beating me in this mile race and uh i've kind of had that chip on my shoulder for a while after college um so years later he, it's still there yeah um <laughs> so in 2016 he ended up running the chicago marathon and he kind of put out a challenge to all of our friends that if anyone beats his marathon time that he would run another marathon so um i kind of put that challenge my back pocket and didn't jump on it right away but uh a couple, a year and a half later, um, I decided to start training in secret for the 2018 or for the 2017, no, 2018 LA marathon. Um, so I started training in October of 2017, um, and just was doing most of my runs alone and stuff. I, I hated running growing up. I'd never run more than I'd run one organized race before, uh, it was a 5k. So, uh, and I, I hated it. Um, but, uh, basically, so I, once I ran the LA marathon, I had only run two organized races, a 5k and that marathon. Um, but the training, uh, leading up to the marathon was, uh, definitely challenging. The first half of, I did kind of my own training alone. And then I found the South Bay runners club and, uh, uh, joined them and did uh, the second half of my training with them, and uh, that was that was awesome. Okay, so how did you do in the marathon? So the marathon went really well. Uh, I beat his time by almost thirty minutes. <laughs> um, it was going so well that even at, at mile twenty-three, while I was uh, running, I I was wearing my Apple Watch and I did the Siri talk to text. And I, I texted our friend's group thread. I said, I said, uh, time to leave, no doubt. As they were like tracking me, they, it, it was pretty good motivation because uh, I was able to see some of the texts coming in as they were, oh my God, he's going to beat him. Oh my God, he's on pace. So yeah, that was, the marathon went awesome. And uh, you could definitely say I got bit by the running bug. Okay, so you were running and you're texting them as you're running. You're telling them, like, giving them the updates, or they're and they're uh, following well, along. Well, they were able to track me on the <laughs> LA Marathon app, um, but I wanted to. They they were just texting between each other, like eight people on this thread, and uh, I wanted to chime in at the end and say, uh, "Time to leave, no doubt." So. Uh, I just uh, sent that one text and then kept going. <laughs> okay, so at what point in time did you tell them that you were going to uh, run this LA marathon? Yeah, so uh, he none of them had any idea until the Friday before 
the marathon. So the marathon's on Sunday morning. Friday, I went to go pick up my bib, and the only thing I sent was a picture of me holding my bib. <laughs> That's awesome. And what did they say? <laughs> well, first, uh, my buddy, he uh, he was he was like, this better not be you running a marathon. And then he started freaking out and stuff. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, then the weekend leading up to it just got me even more motivated because people were hoping that I'd beat his time and stuff. So just extra, extra motivation. And what so what happened afterwards after you beat his time? Did he go and run another marathon? Oh, uh, yeah. So funny story. Uh, he it took him a while to, I guess, uh, pay up for his uh, for his bet. But uh, actually, this past Chicago Marathon, so this was October 13th uh, this year, about a month ago, I ran the Chicago Marathon and I had no idea he was running it uh, until the night before. Uh, so I, I flew in Chicago and I was staying with him and he little did I know he had already gone to the expo before I went to pick up his bib. <laughs> And uh, I didn't know he was running until the uh, night before the race, so that was pretty cool. So did you did you go there to run it, or this is a different trip? Uh, I went there to run it. So I went there uh, to hopefully set a new PR uh, and actually race it. And he he just ran it to complete another marathon. But uh, yeah, he has no desire to ever run another one. Uh, <laughs> he. he he even got his uh, medal engraved saying, never again, seriously, don't do it. <laughs> so did you guys race? Did you run together or race? or? Uh, different... Oh, no. We, we were in different uh, corrals and stuff. He, uh, I was going for trying to break 320, and uh, I think he was around like a 430. So uh, we, were, we were in different uh, uh, groupings. <laughs> And do you guys talk back and forth now of how he ignited your running journey? Is that kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of conversation that goes on? Uh, I've never, uh, I guess I've never thanked him for getting me into running, but uh, I, sh I should probably give him a call after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could do that now and then send him the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay, well, let's fast forward a bit now. You're running on a regular basis and you're setting new goals and and um you have a new personal best what, what does that look like for the future now yeah for sure so uh like i said during that training i kind of got bit by the bug i've always been uh a healthy trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle i uh would go to the gym and lift weights and stuff but the cardio thing never really uh interested me but uh once i found this running community i i was i was bit so um i've run four marathons now, um, starting at the LA marathon in 2018. And then, uh, I did long beach last October and then I did mountains to beach this year. And, um, I just did Chicago about a month ago. So, uh, each, each marathon I've been able to cut off some time. So my first LA marathon, I ran at a 348, uh, and change, and then just kind of chipping away at it. And, uh, for this, previous chicago marathon um i beat my goal of uh 320 and i ran a 319 30 so definitely chipping away at it and uh, long-term goal is definitely to try to qualify for boston i think uh that'd be an awesome awesome achievement it's a uh, it's getting more difficult though because they keep lowering the times it's like 
it's like taking one step forward, two steps back, it seems. <laughs> Do you think they're lowering the times because more and more people are trying to get in? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, if, I think if you look at the statistics, more people are entering every year and just overall in general in the, in the world, more people are running, um, marathons and organized events and stuff. So I think the, the bucket of people that are trying to enter is just growing. So, um, in order to, uh, make, make the entry cutoff more, I guess, feasible, they have to be a little more, uh, aggressive with the times. So is the Boston, is that the hardest marathon to get into? Um, I, I think it's one of the, there are probably other ones, um, that, uh, you can only get into by time qualification, but I think to get into the Boston marathon, I think there's a certain amount that are reserved for charity runners who, um, raise a bunch of money for charity. And then the rest are reserved for people who can qualify for, um, the time standard. So the other five major races, um, you can get in via time, but you can always enter just via lottery and by luck of the draw, get in. Okay. Yeah. It seems like a lot of runners that I talk to, most of them have Boston in their sights or as a major goal. So that's what I was asking. Yeah. Okay. So what time do you need to get into Boston? So just to be able to hit submit on the application, I need to be able to break three hours. Um, but this past year you had to beat your qualifying time by over a minute and a half. So probably to be safe, I'd probably need a 257 and change to hopefully be safe and be accepted. And so you're at around 319 now? Yeah. So I'm at 319. So I have to take off about 22 minutes which is which which the faster you get the those those uh bigger chunks to take off it's a lot more difficult right i feel like 30 seconds or a couple minutes is a lot let alone Mm -hmm. 22 (laughs) yeah so do you feel like that i know that's a goal you're working towards do you feel like that's something that's attainable for you yeah i think so um i think one of the things i have going for me is uh i'm uh i don't have many miles on my legs uh so say some people say normally after like three years of running, you really hit your stride and you're able to um, really shave off a lot of time. So um, I like to joke and say I'm I'm like a 1989 Toyota Camry with only <laughs> a couple thousand miles on it. So um, so you built the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I've I've been saving myself in the garage, waiting to uh, get out on the road. So. Well, we interviewed uh, Rick McRae there not too long ago, and he seems to be getting faster with age. So, I oh think yeah, anything's he, possible. He's awesome. Yeah, I, I hope to someday be able to keep up with him. <laughs> what does Rick run? Do you know? I, I don't remember the time he was telling us. I think it was in the two thirty or two thirty something. Okay, was his best time. <laughs> wow, he's moving. <laughs> it's fun to see you guys out there when we go out to the running club and. I mean, I'm I'm just a casual runner. Like I like the atmosphere and I like to get outside and run. But to watch you guys run super fast for long distances is it's pretty cool to watch. So I uh, appreciate the work that you guys put in to make that happen. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, when you go out to a marathon, and I don't know if you've ever uh, um, cheered at a marathon, even just like the emotions that you 
feel as a runner, as a spectator. Like I had uh, my best friend uh, at work, my my I guess BFF at work. Um, she uh, she was following me on my run, and she said she was like crying at home, just checking my times on the app because <laughs> she she knew how much like time and effort I put into it. And yeah, it's super emotional. So yeah, just this just this podcast alone, listening to you guys tell your stories, it's emotional. So I could imagine you guys are telling your stories about how you cross a finish line or the emotion of after you're finished or family being there. Oh my gosh, we had, I'm not sure if you saw Megan's interview, but she was doing her triathlon. It was freezing and she was crying and she was peeing (laughs) (laughs) all at the same time. And I was like, just choking back tears. I was like, oh my gosh, the things that you guys put yourselves through. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a crazy breed, but, um, definitely the community is what makes it so awesome. So, so how often are you running now? Uh, so normally now it's either five or six days a week, um, probably more on the five, five days per week side. Um, so normally it'll be Monday, uh, do the five o'clock run with the, uh, South Bay Runners Club. Tuesdays there'll be track with everyone. Uh, Wednesdays I'll normally take off and go to the gym. Um, Thursday is, uh, we do the muffin hills in the morning with, uh, our run club. And then Friday is normally an easy day, and then I'll either do a long run on Saturday or Sunday. Do you usually go to the running club on Sunday mornings? I don't think I've seen you there, have I? Uh, so normally I try to do my long run on Saturday and then take Sunday completely off, okay. um, just because normally it's easier for my schedule and to uh, coordinate with uh, uh, plans on Saturday evening um, to mm-hmm. get my run on Sunday. Uh, taken care of so what is the next race that you have planned so i'm planning to run the uh, mesa it used to be called the phoenix half marathon now it's called the mesa half marathon that's uh the second weekend in february so i'm doing the half marathon there and hopefully going to well it, it would be my second half marathon ever um but i'm planning to try to race that one and set a pretty good time which will help be an indicator for, I guess, my main race coming up, which would be uh, Mountains to Beach in uh, May, Memorial Day weekend. So how come you're doing more full marathons than half? Any reason? Uh, probably because I'm not training correctly. Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, just uh, I, I think it would be more beneficial for me to, I guess, race more halves uh, just to – kind of use it as a, a litmus test to see where my fitness is at um it's definitely obviously less taxing on the body to uh, race a half marathon than a marathon normally after a marathon i have to take two full weeks off um just to kind of get my mental sanity back and um physical um but i, I feel like for a half marathon it's something that you can race hard but it won't put you out of commission for too long Okay, so you have your half marathon coming up, and then, oh, Mountains to Beach, that's a big one. Seems like a lot of people use that for their better times. Oh, yeah, it's a, I, I really like the course because uh, it's got some elevation changes, so being able to change your uh, um, form a bit when you're running uphill and stuff just helps kind of re-engage and uh, 
kind of recheck your body to make sure you're using the correct muscles. And then our running club always has a huge presence presence there for both cheering and participating. So uh, it's super uh, exciting to be able to run past um, our our fan club every six or so miles. What what goes through your mind when you're running that long distances? And I know there's some stretches where it's there's nothing or there's very few people and you're just kind of in the middle of nowhere. What's, what's happening mentally to you? Um, so definitely when you get to the end of the race, everyone, uh, kind of knows or has heard about the wall and it definitely, it's going to hit you at some point. Um, hopefully when it hits you, you've got some support near you where you can kind of just uh, get a little pick me up of someone just cheering for you or reading a sign, but sometimes you just gotta kind of dig deep. And one of the things that I, I like to think of is, uh, two, two, I guess, mantras I'll say. So one is I like to, uh, one of the fitness people that I've, uh, followed their, uh, kind of slogan is embrace the suck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when things get tough and things start hurting and stuff, I kind of think about embracing that pain and how there are some people who don't have the opportunity to run or uh, race and stuff. So kind of take it as a, this is a, something that I should be grateful for. So um, embracing that pain. And then the other thing that I think of is uh, nothing uh, nothing great comes easy. And doing nothing nothing easy creates greatness so if you want to if you want to do something great you got to work hard for it and when you're kind of feeling those that pain at at the end of the race that's just uh you uh cementing the fact that you're going to do something something great uh because you're putting in the hard effort is there something in particular or a race that stands out to you when you think about probably the most challenging race you've ever ran uh, yeah, so I mean, I've had kind of both ends of the spectrum. I've had a race where I felt pretty, pretty awesome at the end of the race. I had a smile on my face crossing the finish line and stuff. But definitely, when I uh, was hurting the most was uh, the Long Beach Marathon last year. So I was, uh, I was definitely in the pain cave there at the end of the race, and I started getting cramps around. I think it was mile 16 or uh, 17 in there. So. Uh, Luckily for me, though, uh, one of the guys in our, our running club, he uh, was there to kind of pick me up and actually ran the next eight or so miles with me um, on the course. And he even he he would even take my water bottle, run ahead to go fill it up, and then come back and meet me and uh, kind of uh, stay with me. So he was he was like a mobile pit crew for me. That that was a <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without him. I probably would have ended up having to uh, either stop or uh, walk a bit. So uh, definitely owe a lot to him. And then uh, my coach as well, he ran the last, uh, he ran like mile 25 uh, with me. And he was uh, he was uh, giving me strong words of encouragement, I'll say, um, uh, to get me to keep it going and know that it'll it'll be all worth it at the end. So, uh, definitely, definitely that long beach race last year, I grew a lot from it. So, so what was it like when you were in that, in that moment where you're like, I'm not sure if I can carry on. Is that, is that where your support came in and they kind of 
helped run with you to make that to, to help you get through that difficult part in your run yeah definitely definitely i mean having the the people there with me as uh support but also kind of looking back on the training and all the hard runs that that we've done thinking a lot about the track work that we've done i mean those track workouts part of it's meant to make you feel feel that kind of short of breath painful um difficult running at the end so that you're you know what to expect and uh kind of thinking back and knowing like hey i hit these times for these workouts I know I can do this. Uh, it might be a little uncomfortable right now, but I know that I put in the work for this, and um, as long as I I don't give up and keep pushing, I'll be able to to meet my goal. So definitely, definitely being able to lean on previous experience and previous train training runs is really what helps as well. Is that what is that probably the best thing that you learned from that? challenging or is there anything else that you learned from the struggles of the long beach marathon um i definitely learned uh a lot about uh i guess hydration i definitely think the cramps were coming in because i wasn't having enough electrolytes uh so after that after that race i started taking salt tabs uh during my long runs and that helped a lot so uh, i haven't had much uh many more problems with cramping um after that but i definitely think some of some of the uh, cramping was just uh from trying to go for uh a pace that my muscles weren't ready to sustain for that long so um really kind of learning how to sense like when when i'm pushing myself too hard and um setting myself up for success by kind of not going out too fast and stuff and then what does do you do anything nutrition wise? Do you pay attention to what you eat or do you eat something specific before runs, after runs, or is that not Yeah, something? so so before I started running I was really into fitness and trying to get into shape and um I would kinda uh follow the trying to hit your macros and uh trying to hit my protein intake and um uh maintaining like a healthy balance of healthy fats and carbs and stuff. So I kind of brought that over with me to my running. I don't I I used to like weigh everything on a scale and stuff. Uh so now I've kind of gotten to the point where I can eyeball a lot of stuff and know what a serving of chicken breast is and basically how much proteins in there. So right now I'm still during the week I'm like Monday through Friday I I kind of meal prep my lunches and I bring those to work and have the same thing for breakfast every day um, and try to maintain a healthy kind of balance during the week. And then normally on the on the weekend, we'll go out for dinner or something, you know, indulge one night. So it's kind of a healthy balance. But, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely, from what I learned in the past, uh, carried that over just to make sure that I'm fueling my body with enough proteins to help my muscles recover and uh, enough carbs to sustain all the uh caloric expenditures that i'm going through so does the nutrition change at all before your race before one of your race days or afterwards or is it pretty much the uh, same so before before races i definitely try to up up the carbs before uh not to the point where i'm kind of feeling sick and full but i'll i'll normally have extra servings of just kind of simple carbs um in the days leading up to it so normally for races on sunday i'll start kind of 
taking in a few extra servings starting on like Monday or Tuesday. And then normally uh, the big or the biggest uh, surplus of carbs will come on Friday so that my body can hopefully process it and use it to uh, fill up and top off my glycogen stores. Um, and then Saturday normally uh, it would be a pretty typical just kind of healthy healthy carbs and a uh, simple day. So I'd say the biggest the biggest meal for me would be on Friday, um, but then Saturday just kind of uh, snacking on carbs throughout the day. And then after your runs or races? Uh, after my races, normally I'll have like whatever protein shake that they have. Uh, normally, hopefully it has branch chain amino acids in it. Um, I'll normally have something like that. And then uh, normally after my like training runs or difficult training runs, I'll just have like a, a protein shake or a protein smoothie. Um, yeah. Okay. And then what does, do you do anything specifically for recovery, like rolling, stretching? Is that something that's part of your lifestyle here as a runner? Uh, yeah. So, um, I try to go to the gym, um, at least three times a week, um, four if, if I'm a, if I'm being diligent that week. So normally it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, first thing I'll do when I get to the gym is foam roll for about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, um, just to kind of get the blood moving and hopefully, uh, break up any, uh, tissues that, uh, uh, are forming my, my legs. And then, uh, I do some kind of, now I do it as preventative, but I, I once had injuries with my left knee for, from when I first started running and, uh, my upper hamstring. So, uh, I'll usually spend 10, 10, 15 minutes just doing some of the exercises that help me recover from my injuries. So now I just kind of do them as preventative, uh, measures and that's helped me to, um, kind of stay away from the injury bug for, for a while. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. That's great. Great. I love it when I hear people staying on track with nutrition and, and recovery and stuff. I, it always amazes me how runners run as often as they do. And maybe they, they don't, they all like a, quite a few runners say, Oh, I should stretch a bit more or I don't really watch nutrition, which is perfectly fine for me. I just, it's always surprises me or like maybe impresses me like, wow, how do you do all that without looking at other areas as well? Yeah. I mean the stretching, I do feel like no one stretches enough. I mean, every, everyone says they could use it more. And I'm definitely, I, I used to never stretch and I'm still not good about it. But one of the things I've started doing is now just, just for five minutes after a run, just stretching for five minutes. And hopefully I can make that a habit. And then um, maybe a couple weeks from now, um, make it 10 minutes of stretching after every run. So uh, it's definitely biting off small chunks to hopefully uh, add up to a better stretching routine yeah i'm a fan that's i think that's the best way to go turn them turn their habits into lifestyle just doing a little bit at a time uh, before we wrap things up here brian is there anything that we missed or anything that you want to add to the interview um yeah for if the i guess the biggest thing for me is don't be if if you're not a runner and you don't think you can be a runner i would say definitely just give it a try and um find a running community or a running club and just start off small like one mile not even maybe it's maybe it's one lap one lap around the block i think the the reason people kind of 
burnout is they try to bite off too much too fast and it's something that you honestly you have to start slow because I mean when I started training for the LA marathon I had to start off pretty slow and my 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 runs were uh, slower and my miles were lower but your body will definitely adjust so um, definitely just kind of every little bit uh, and just slowly adding um, it'll it'll help in the long run so Awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. All right, Brian, that is going to wrap things up. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for sharing your story with us. And, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Drew. Really appreciate it. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Transformations Through Running. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking around till the end. Absolutely love these stories and conversations. I love getting to meet new people and Brian's from the running club as well, so there's a lot of different runners around the community that we actually, I actually get to meet in person, which is much different than my other radio show and podcast called Exploring Mind and Body. Unfortunately, many times I don't get a chance to meet those guests in person, but in this case, I got a chance to meet Brian. He actually won a prize that Shane, which is our very first interview on Transformations Through Running, donated for one of our contest giveaways. So we're always doing fun and interesting things. You can check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash Drew Tadia, and you can follow us along there. We actually do all kinds of different giveaways. In fact, we're doing a giveaway at the moment. If you take a picture of yourself and post it on Instagram and tag me, and you let us know where you're listening to Transformations Through Running, we have a free shoe giveaway. And that giveaway was donated by Running Center Redondo Beach. Super cool. I love working with local businesses to help bring new and interesting things to the show and to those in our community. So be sure to take a picture yourself. Let us know where you're listening to Transformations Through Running. And we will, if you tag me, I'll enter you your name into a draw for a free pair of running shoes, which is super cool. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're always posting about healthy living, nutrition, we have recipes, we have workouts, all kinds of different things going on. So if we can help you out, if we can connect on social media, we'd love to do that. But we always appreciate you coming in to check out the show. So thank you so much for doing that, for being here. And that's it. That's all I got. Hope to catch you on the next show.